Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. Well, we're about uh, to wind up this year. I, I just want to make a quick appeal to you there. We are so close, but we're not there reaching our financial goals for our year-end appeal. This is uh, kind of, you know, our last effort to uh, to ask and help, ask we'd help us to reach our goal. Thank you for all those of you who have called and have gone online uh, to help us uh, to reach our year-end goal. Our year-end goal is $5,000 there. We are about $1,000 shy of that. And so would you please maybe consider helping us uh, to reach that year-end goal so we finish there well? And some of you maybe are waiting, you know, to kind of see uh, there before you jump in to help us there. So the number to call if you want to help us with a donation today is 800-616-0082. That's 800-616-0082. Or you can always give safely, securely online at fortressoffaith.com. Maybe two uh, folks uh, uh, you might consider joining us, partnering us on a monthly basis there for the new year. And you can do that online or give us a call, 800-616-0082. We've been talking over the last few days. It's kind of an odd way maybe to finish off the year, but I, I think it's material we need to be aware of. We need to be alert of an enemy. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. And I've been talking to you about how Islam is, I think, America's greatest challenge. And there's an organization out there that has learned how to work smart. They realize that in the West, they can't destroy us with the sword. We fight very well. We've got great armies. We've got great, uh, uh, great equipment to fight and protect ourselves. But where we are weak is that we are willing to allow the enemy to come within and pretend to be our friends. Now, I'm not saying every Muslim is a part of this, folks, so be careful. Listen to me carefully. But there are those who desire our destruction. They are amongst us acting as sheep, but they're wolves in sheep clothing. They wear suits. They come as lawyers, businessmen, and they're part of an organization called the Muslim Brotherhood. And they have front groups operating here in America. We talked about them, CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations, which is the Civil Rights Division, the Lawyer Division. Uh, Nate, the North American Islamic Trust, that's the banking, that's the financial system. 80% of all the mosques in America are owned by Nate. So this is a very powerful organization. And it all comes out of the Muslim Brotherhood out of Egypt. Then you have the Islamic Society of North America. That's the, the soldiers, the networking across America. This is how they get them activated to vote. Uh, they get them politically involved and supporting their candidates and voting for certain candidates that are going to support their causes. Then you got the recruiting arm, the Muslim Student Association. All of these groups, well-documented, comes out of the Muslim Brotherhood. In a minute, I want to talk to you about what we call the smoking gun, the evidence, the memorandum. This memorandum was used in court as evidence, and many people 
that were involved in terrorist activities and fundraising for terrorism are spending lengthy um, sentences in America's jails because of this document that was produced by the Muslim Brotherhood. And in this document, it also lists 14 of their groups that are complicit in what is called simply sedition. Sedition is the effort to overthrow a government from within. And so they have laid out their plans, laid out their network, and their design. Before I get into that, let me quickly give you some more history about the Muslim Brotherhood that I failed to give you yesterday. Our time just ran out, and I couldn't actually, I didn't have my notes quite well put in front of me. So hopefully today I'll do a better job of that. Uh, The motto of the Muslim Brotherhood that started in the 1920s, and they're proud of this motto, and they, you know, they make no bones. They're not trying to hide this at all. Uh, Allah is our, our objective. The prophet is our leader. The Quran is our law. Jihad is our way. And I'm not finished. But let that sink in. Jihad is our way. Jihad literally means the struggle against evil. It's not just holy war. It is holy war, yes. But it's the struggle against evil. There's five ways you can struggle against evil with your mind, with your hand, with your mouth, and with, you know, and with your sword, and so on. There. So there's different ways you struggle against evil. And if you can't destroy it with your, you know, with your mind, then destroy it with your, you know, with your, with your mouth. And if you can't destroy it with your mouth, and use your hand, you know, and work against it. And if you can't do that, then finally the last implement is the sword. And kill those who believe not. So jihad, Allah is our objective. The prophet is our leader. The Quran is our law. Jihad is our way. Now get this. Dying in the way of Allah is our highest hope. So they wish to die for Allah. So in other words, they want to be martyrs, to be shaheeds, to gain eternal reward, eternal salvation, and all the blessings that's there. So if you are a member of the Muslim Brotherhood, your goal is to die for Allah. I want you to be aware of that. Uh, They have in their logo and their logo has the Quran and the swords, the crossed swords. And so, you know, it's a fight there. And they uh, have the reference of Surah 860. And the main part from that are the words, make ready, make ready, steeds of war. Uh, let me read it to you. Against them, make ready your strength to the utmost of your power, including steeds of war to strike terror into the hearts of the enemies of Allah and your enemies and others besides. This is their root. And they also birthed other terrorist organizations, the main being Hamas. Hamas is in Israel, and right in the very front of their ledger, of their documentation, of their claims of what they stand for and what they exist for, they make it clear that they're formed by the Muslim Brotherhood, and that their total aim for their existence is the destruction of Israel. They don't uh, negotiate. They don't do anything to recognize Israel except to see it destroyed from the river to the sea. And they run the Gaza. They control the whole Gaza Strip in Israel. And so, you know, it's a very dangerous organization. Now, the United States at least calls uh, Hamas a terrorist organization, but it does not recognize 
the political arm of it, which is the Muslim Brotherhood. I could go deeper into its history of Hitler, their involvement with Hitler. There were three SS divisions uh, uh, fighting of, of Muslims fighting for Hitler, and these were rooted out of the Muslim Brotherhood, and we uh, with Al uh, Abana and and all that, and so it's it's been a wicked organization from its inception. So let's get into this document that I was talking about, what we call the memorandum, the strategic memorandum goal for the group of North America. This was written by the Muslim Brotherhood. And let me read to you from page number seven. I think there's, what, 25 pages in this there. And it was first written in Arabic and then translated by them in English. So we've got you know, there's nothing left for guess, guesswork here. The process, here's what I'm reading from page 7. The process of settlement is a civilization jihadist process with all the word means. The Ekwan, which is the Muslim Brotherhood, that's what Ekwan means, the brothers, must understand that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad. Now get this, in eliminating and destroying Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands and the hands of the believers. So in other words, their goal is destruction of Western civilization, not from without, not let's get our armies together and let's go fight against Europe, England, Canada, uh, and America, and all that kind of stuff. No, let's move within and let's set up shop and get involved, learn how to manipulate their legal system, learn to recruit their youth and to sympathize with us and their media, play, take pages out of their civil rights movement and apply it to us and become the civil rights movement of the day. That's what they're fighting for. Play the victim card. And they've done it well, and we've allowed them to do it, and they've succeeded. They're getting into our government. We now have four Muslims that that was funded and supported by these groups, by ISNA, by CARE, financially, to win. We have now four Muslims in Congress, and this, folks, is just the beginning. Now, I do not have the time in today's broadcast to list some of the major operatives. But let me just give you some names because you're going to hear them. I bet you when Biden gets in as president, you're going to start hearing these people taking their roles back in government. Arif Atkam, Mohammed Elabri, Rashid Hussein, Salam al-Marad, Imam Mohammed Majid, he's the big guy, one of the big guys, and Ibo Patel. These are players that were positioned in high security positions in the government of the United States, advisors for Islamic terrorism, and yet they're involved in it. But we keep re, you know, refusing to accept that, that their connections with the Muslim Brotherhood is a threat to these United States. And we could also list up there, and she's no longer in the picture there with Clinton, 
Huma Abedin, who was her right-hand person, and she was married to a disgraced congressman, Anthony Weiner. Remember him? Huma Abedin. Everywhere you saw Hillary Clinton, Huma Abedin was in her shadow. She was her right-hand person. And she, too, was highly involved in the Muslim Brotherhood. And so I'm here to tell you, have you ever heard the expression of the wolf is in the chicken house or guarding the chicken house and all that kind of stuff? I'm here to tell you the wolves are inside the chicken house. And there is great danger. They were there under the Obama administration. And I highly suspect and expect that this is going to happen again under a Biden administration. And Lord help us. So I'm preparing you. Again, why I believe Islam is America's greatest challenge. So what does this mean? Let me let me just, let's add it all up. Let's kind of bring it to a close here today. There's so much more we could get into with names and people and history and objectives and stuff there. But what does this all mean? I've been warning and preaching for over a decade now that God is judging America for our national sins. And he's putting in place instruments for our own destruction. Now, I've been seeing another instrument coming in, and that is our own foolishness. And through uh, the liberal side of our country, the Marxism that's coming in, and I see these two allies working together, all these things are at play that will bring in our destruction if we do not face it and repent of our sin. Our nation could be in great, grave danger. But God is on the throne, and if we turn to him and repent, he can put these things aside and bless us once again. Well, that's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.